Welcome to the Retail Darwin Podcast. I'm Taylor West, joined by my lovely co-host, Karina Donoso. We're here to explore the evolution of retail alongside industry professionals, thought leaders, and other inspiring voices. What started as an internal newsletter of what was new and next happening in the world we work in has evolved into this podcast filled with insights from so many amazing people. We're excited to welcome you to listen in on season four, which highlights influential brand founders to bring their incredible stories to you, hear about their challenges, their triumphs, and continue to explore the evolution of what's next. Okay, everyone, welcome back. So today we are sadly missing our Karina as she is soaking up the sun on a well-deserved family vacation, but fear not. My co-host for today is Kaylee Hudson also a member of the retail experience and incubation team at WS who oversees all of our pop-up retail division and has been working very closely to today's incredible guest. I'm so excited for you to meet her on an exciting new project launching um, this spring very soon. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me to join. We're so excited to have you. I feel like I'm on um, an episode of Catfish where Neve is like, Max isn't here today because he's like off filming some crazy, cool like movie in Thailand. Um, and we get we get our special guest. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. I feel like I am such a fan of the podcast and now I get to be a part of it. And this guest is so good and I can't wait to chat with them. All right. So for this episode of our founder season, we're joined by the lovely Hart Haggerty, whose Charleston-based namesake jewelry brand Hart has made big waves with their soul-boosting talismans embedded with meaning and intention in every piece. Her North Star in building her brand, which I love, is soulful adornment. And that speaks perfectly to her pieces that I personally can't wait to get my hands on. I've been holding, I have like a cart full of things. um, And I'm waiting for May to come as you open in um, Seaport with your pop-up that you've been working on with Kaylee. So um, I can't wait. I'm going to be your first customer. We're so happy to have you. Well, thank you. We are so excited to pop up and be a part of the WS family and a, a part of the, the current. Uh, this will be our second store outside of Charleston. So um, we're excited. It's all happening. Thank you. Kaylee, actually, when she joined WS, which was like a year ago, like this week or something like that, yeah. I think it was like day one. And she was like, okay, I have an amazing brand and we're going to do business with them come hell or high water. And it was hard (laughs) and we all became so obsessed and it's just like such a great story like to come to today. Yeah. For us, at least we're so excited. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you for believing in us. We, I, it was like two years ago I was in, we were in Charleston on my bachelorette and we went to the post house Inn because you guys were popping up there. And we That's were right. like, this is like, we have to go. We're all, my girlfriends were like so, super obsessed. And we all went and met you guys and got charms and necklaces. And when I started, just like Taylor said, I was like, oh my God, we have to have this brand. They're so fucking cool. Like everyone's going to love them. And we talked and it didn't, it wasn't going to work out like the first season we did this, but then we like stayed in touch, which was amazing. And here we are. Here we are away from opening and <laughs> oh yeah, God. we're excited. You guys, your store is going to be so beautiful. I just, it's, I you. can't wait to see everything come together. Well, wow. I, I remember that 
so clearly that day. Like, I'm not really great with names, but I will remember where we met, what we talked about, like what you were wearing, what charm you bought, what your best friend does for work. She like works with J. Crew. Yeah, like, I remember oh all so of it. Good. <laughs> yes, um, where where you went to lunch afterwards. Like, I don't know, but that was that was a special little moment. So I love that. Now we're here. I love that. All right. Well, let's just dive right in. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Sure. Um, how far back do you want me to go? I feel like it's all like I, I could start. Well, I'll just start think? by. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, my name is Hart. Uh, I started my jewelry line in 2016. Um, I started after uh, a stint, a long stint living in Shanghai, China. I was there for six years. Um, and while I was over there, I started making tassel earrings. Um, and I left Shanghai and I started working in New York in branding and advertising um, after working in fashion journalism over there and having a little, uh, like my own little line over there. And I brought the earrings with me and I wore them all around New York City. I wore them to my office. I, was, uh, I wore them grocery shopping. And every time I wore them, I would get a compliment. And uh, they just always made me feel better. They were like these little earrings. I still have them to this day. We still produce them. Um, and I saw that there was an opportunity to kind of streamline the tassel earring. There was a, I believe that tassel earrings are like gold hoops or diamond studs, like except they just have color and, flat, you know, like this. Yeah this pop of fun, but nobody was really doing kind of like a beautiful, elegant tassel earring. So in 2016, when I was living in New York, I got all these compliments and I thought this could be a really great opportunity to kind of be like the Warby Parker or like away suitcases of tassel earrings, which I know sounds like completely absurd, but that was really what the like vibe was at the time, like disrupting and like really focusing on like one single product. Um, and making a website and all of that. This is, you know, like the beginning of social media. And uh, I ended up getting fired from my job. That's like a whole other story. <laughs> and um, and I kind of took it as a sign from the universe that I need to be doing something on my own. So I went back to China for about a month and stayed at a friend's apartment. And I set up production of the earrings. And I had been making them on my own, like in my bedroom at night. In, in Chelsea and in, in the city. And I knew that that wasn't really scalable. And I also really wasn't particularly very good at it. Like there was like glue everywhere. <laughs> and it just wasn't. So I went back to China, set up production and I sold, wow. ended up selling like 50,000, 75,000 pairs in the first few wow. years of doing that. Um, and it, it was very exciting. Uh, I think I just got really lucky. It was, uh, it's really Again, it was like the it was the beginning of social media where you could like take a selfie and people wanted them. And I moved back home to Charleston and I moved back in with my parents, which was very humbling uh, to save money. And my mom and I would like fulfill the orders. Like we would like literally handwrite the envelopes. And I did that for a couple of years, honestly. And then it, I, it, while it was successful, I was getting kind of bored with it because it's the same product over and over again mm -hmm. and I really miss the like storytelling of jewelry and um, 
the meaning and the personalization and the history of jewelry. And that's really what's always been fascinating to me is looking at jewelry and clothing as like a symbol of self-expression or uh, a connection to a higher power or uh, a talisman or a, you know, a piece of um, piece of family history that you literally like clutch onto when you're in a good moment or a bad moment. Um, and so I started collecting or sourcing different little pendants and this was around 2019 um, that was like, they were reproduction of ancient coins, uh, some simple letters, and that kind of evolved into a charm system. And in 2020, we are sorry, 2019, the summer of 2019, that was when things kind of started to mature in the charm jewelry uh, space for me. Mm-hmm. And I had my first trunk show uh, in San Francisco of the charms. And my online community was just blown away by it. And they were like, I want this, I want this. So we figured out how to put it on the website. And by we, I mean, it was just me. I was still doing everything at that point by myself. And 2020 was when my sister Curry, who Kaylee knows very well uh, (laughs) through this process, um, she joined me in 2020. And in the last three years is when, with the addition of my sister, is that their brand has really matured and we've been doubling, tripling in revenue every year and we're growing our team and now we're growing our storefront. So that's where we are. It's, that wasn't the most um, concise way to answer your question, but that's an awesome story. Like I here we go. love it. And I think it's such <laughs> a, like you're kind of still disrupting the, the market for customizable stuff, right? Like, you know, yeah. you see, Oh, people put their names on things or something like that. But you're attaching yes. it to sim- like a symbol, which is really unique. People Super aren't really personal. doing that. Yeah. I, I, I think where like I sell as a leader and a business owner is I am obsessed with looking at what's going on in the market and understanding larger trends and seeing where they fit and um, where the, where trends can fit instead with a business opportunity. And I used to think that, you know, I'm not the sharpest business person and I'm not the most like creative designer artist. I'm like somewhere in the middle. And I used to think that was like a weakness because I was like, Oh man, like, I don't think I'm smart enough to do like spreadsheets at like a top business school, but I'm also not like the most talented painter to go get like an art degree. Um, and, but now I'm learning that it's actually a wonderful strength of mine and, uh, I, I'm embracing it. Uh, and to answer your question about like the disruption. Yeah. So what I had noticed when I was living in New York and when I was rolling out the charms a little, little bit by little bit, uh, I noticed that in the fine jewelry space and the high, in the high jewelry space where it's solid gold and diamonds. There is so much beautiful design out there. Um, amazing brands where you can make something personalized, but it's very expensive as it should be because mm-hmm. it's solid gold and it's diamonds and it's made to order. On the other side of the spectrum, you have brands like Pandora and Kendra Scott or Bobble Bar, and they're very mass and they do offer personalization, but it's, very commercial and I don't think it has like a particular cool factor 
you know, I'm not like knocking those brands. I actually think they do some things like really, really well. And Kendra Scott, you know, is a billionaire. So kudos to her. (laughs) Um, But I think where, where we're really excelling is offering the look, the feel and the quality of like a high fashion or like a high jewelry brand um, at a more attainable price point. So we, we are somewhere in the middle. Our average order value is around $200, $300, sometimes it's $500, um, depending on, so that's not the average, excuse me. So the average order value is around like $200, $250, you know, but people easily spend five or $700 with us. And that's a big investment. And we, I work really, really hard on quality and trying to make pieces that last a super long time. And I think that the success you know, like we are just like, we're on like a rocket ship right now. And yeah. I think it's because we really have tapped into this uh, sweet spot in the market. Speaking of a rocket ship, where <laughs> where do you want to take heart as a brand in five years? So we are very bullish on retail. Um, we, uh, yes, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, if, if Boston goes well, that will be a more uh, permanent fixture for us. Uh, we're also thinking if this goes well, uh, we want to open two more stores in 2024. We're going to look in Nashville and Austin. Um, we have customer base in Palm Beach. I mean, Texas, there's there's so much market opportunity out there for us. I love when we go somewhere and they haven't heard of us. I'm like, yes, this, this is a great thing. Like, yeah. this is untapped you know, potential. So, um Retail is definitely um, a big component of our growth. And it's, you know, it's because our product, you know, we're not, you know, we're not selling t-shirts. We're selling something that has a ton of personal meaning, that is an investment, that, you know, when people come in and they spend that kind of money, we want to get them the best experience possible and have them connect with the product on a deep level. They also come in with their friends. You know, it's our store in Charleston. We have a steady, uh, we have a steady uh, influx of girls' weekends, bachelorette parties, mm-hmm. uh, moms' weekends, and women are buying our jewelry to mark certain milestones in their lives. They're buying it for themselves, like to, you know, if they got a new job or they getting married or they have a kid, and or you know, or just to kind of reward themselves. And we we want to provide them that space and that experience um, and elevate just the, the, the whole experience of purchasing the, the jewelry as much as put, put as much time and effort into that experience in retail as, as in the same way that I put a lot of thought and effort and energy and investment into the quality of the product and the longevity. Awesome. Um, You're speaking so, to retail's biggest fans, so we love to I hear that. I was like, did we, can, do we pay you to say that? Yeah, <laughs> like, did, you, did we get the good plug? That's, that's what that we... That was awesome. It, well, that's the few... I mean, that is... I mean, I just... Me, personally, I'm so sick of buying things on my phone. I equate, I equate buying things... I mean, we have a strong online business. Don't get me wrong. We have a bundle... We have this wonderful, like, drag-and-drop tool on our website that we have spent a lot of time and money and effort to uh, hone in on. And it's a great tool, but nothing is better than, than in person, nothing. And, you know, in our society, people want things now, 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 and 
you can't do it better than in a store, right? The immediate gratification. Um, So I think like all signs point to retail and we're really excited about it. Furthermore, I mean, I could keep going. Like now, now you're like really excited. Yeah, I love it. You know, we we give we give so much money to Facebook and Instagram for our ads, and like the ROI is extremely. Sorry, the the cost per conversion is extremely high, extremely yeah. high. Um, you know, the high double digits, and and the reporting from the platforms is it's very opaque. And they're making billions of dollars. And I honestly, for, for, for how much money that we spend on that platform, I, I don't, I don't love the customer service that we get back. Like, mm-hmm. And, um, whereas with a store, you know, you have a certain amount of money that you're putting into the store, but if, if that store is generating a lot of, of money for you and also a long-term customer, because they've had such a wonderful experience, you're going to have a better uh, long-term lifetime uh, customer value. And I think that that cost per conversion is, is going to be lower. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, we love to hear it. Physical, there's nothing that can like replace personal interaction. So I think you, you've kind of said that best and your brand is such a good example of that. Um, yeah. What, what are like some, some of the biggest surprises you encountered along the, from your journey of the, you know, making tassel earrings, um, like in China by yourself to, you know, opening up a, a second retail store and thinking about retail in this really big way. So many surprises. I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think probably just how much I'm enjoying retail. Um, Curry, my business partner and sister, I give her a lot of credit because I, when I first started the business, I was like, I just want to have online only. I want to make money while I sleep. I don't want to be tied down to a physical space. I, I'm worried about staffing. I don't want to be, I was like a really negative Nancy when it came to retail. And so I almost feel like Curry needs to be on this podcast because she gets a lot. I want to give her a ton of credit, um, for seeing that opportunity. Um, and I think that, uh, so just surprised how much I've enjoyed it and surprised, like just how incredible it has been for our business. Um, I, I think that also having retail in addition to an online store, it, it gives your brand, your business more buoyancy in a, in a very turbulent time where, and again, back to online marketing, you know, that you, it, you, you own your retail channel, right? Like you, you own that store. You can yeah. do everything you can to make that the best experience possible. I, I have some, um, what's it, not doubt, but I have less confidence in, you know, we're putting $10,000 behind Facebook ads. Like, is that, is that, there's less clarity around the ROI on it. Whereas like looking at a store and you, 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 you meet your customer and you engage with them. Like, I just love having that real life connection with them. Um, and I, again, I think it just suits our category really well too. Totally. I think you made an interesting Uh point. Just, I've just had this aha moment where people talk all the time about that instant gratification that you mentioned. And I think a lot of people are misled. They're thinking it's online. Like you click the button, you've checked out that's instant, but no heart's right. right. It's actually (laughs) right. Then you have to wait, but it's actually in your like in space, in person meeting their, your customer where, and you get to walk out with the, with whatever you wanted. 
I don't yeah. Know. I mean, that's the most instant for sure. I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest like bump in the road you guys have encountered so far? Oh, so many. If you had kid. to, if you had to, <laughs> if you had to pick the biggest bump in the road, like what do you um, think was your a challenge? Your biggest challenge you guys were obviously able to overcome. I mean, you guys are crushing it. Thanks. Uh, gosh, there's a lot. I mean, I can say two. I'll, I'll speak to two really quickly. One is that um, there was a period in uh, in 2018. I was like, right after I'd gotten married, I was feeling like, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't, I was still like adjusting to a lot of things. I, I was still on my own. I was doing the earrings. I was doing these bracelets. I had a few pendants, but I wasn't sure like how I was going to move forward and what I wanted to do with the brand. And so my solution was to make a lot of like jewelry spaghetti and like throw it at the wall and see what stuck. And it ended up being that. very, very expensive and, an epic failure. Um, nobody, I was like designing like pearl anklets and like enamel necklaces and like, just like so much random stuff that had no point of view, no storytelling. Like it wasn't me. It just, it was confusing my customer. There was way too much offering. And that was a, it was a really big learning for me. And I unfortunately had to like lose a lot of money to, uh, to learn that lesson. And so I think just focusing on our bestsellers, you know, really stopping and looking at the data, talking to people and really checking in with myself too, to understand, okay, is this, is this really what I want to wear? Or is this, I mean, I feel like too woo woo on you, but just to like be quiet and like still with, (laughs) like to be quiet and like still with your heart and like gut check. And it's like, is this really the best way forward? Um, And I think that when I lost sight of that, like that was, that was a big bump. The second bump I can think of is supply chain. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to diversify our supply chain and constantly testing new platers domestically, internationally. And there's a guy um, who has a, I, I just, I trusted him. He was like a, vet, a veteran in the industry and, you know, we move forward with a lot of models and we'd get, we'd get something back, like some samples back and the plating would not hold up. And he made a lot of excuses and I trusted mm-hmm. him and I should have cut it off way sooner. And I didn't listen to, listen to my gut. And it just set us back like six or nine months. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's no fault but my own. I'm not blaming him. I should have known better. But I think just like listening to your gut and, you know, if things don't work out usually in the beginning with somebody or with something, it's usually not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just being quicker, uh, making those decisions and moving forward instead of kind of dragging things along is, uh, is I think a big lesson I've learned. Also great dating advice. (laughs) Yeah, that can be applied to multiple, (laughs) multiple life scenarios. I'm going to write that down really quick. Trust your gut. Yeah. No, our, my favorite dating advice ever is, is one of our bracelets. It's hell yes. So if it's not a hell yes, 
then it's a no. Then it's a and hell that goes no. For you. <laughs> then it's a hell no. <laughs> I mean, that goes for you. Like if you don't, if you're not hell yes about this person, then it's a no. Yeah. But also if that person is not thinking that you're his or her hell yes, then it's a no and just move on. Love um, that. So, Love that. You're going to sell that in Seaport? Because I might need to get that. Like, yeah, <laughs> can you actually yeah. tell us what you're wearing like today? Right now? Yeah, your oh, my necklace? Yeah. Sure. Um, I am wearing our 32-inch uh, long-length necklace, which is, and it's short because I wrapped it twice, so it's worn short. I love that. Um, I actually got this dress at Outdoor Voices in Seaport. No way. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So, support. We really, love this. You're support. loving it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and this is like my running errands look, I guess, and like running around town. I probably should have sorry, I didn't. I no, stop. Better, but, great. But um, like, these necklaces, and, are, I'm staring at them the whole time. Um, so I have the flying pig charm in the middle. Um, so the pig, flying pig uh, charm on the back, it says Maiora Spera, which means dream bigger in Latin. And the con- it comes from the concept that, like, your life is only as big as your dreams are, period, the end. So why not dream as big as possible? Um, and the Amor and Metis coin, which is our fear and love coin. So this is um, a reminder that you can face any decision with fear or love, like abundance or lack, uh, acceptance wow. or rejection. And, you know, that's a tenet in many religions, you know, or in Buddhism and Stoicism. And this is sold so well. I was a little nervous when I launched it because I don't want people to, like, think that I'm oversimplifying, you know, I don't know. There are people who are in really hard situations in life, like cancer or something. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I I hate thinking like, oh, you can just look at that with fear or love. But at the end of the day, I do think that it's a really helpful tenant and I, I, I use it a lot. Um, so I love that. Um, I have my family's initials stacked together. So I have J for my husband and C and H for my daughters. And then I have my dog bone for my dog. And then I have, um, our Hamsa helping hand. So on the front, it's a traditional Hamsa with like the evil eye in the center. And then on the back, it has a spiral um, and a blue dot. And this is all about, like, regeneration. Um, this is a great charm that I think represents the way I design charms. So I look at ancient symbols like the Hamsa, which is, you know, in multiple religions and it's, or sorry, multiple cultures. And um, it's on a lot of different pieces of jewelry. But I put on the back this, like, helping hand, which is inspired by the Joseph Campbell quote. He's this wonderful poet, um, walk confidently in the direction of your dreams and a thousand helping hands will appear, uh, which is, um, I don't know, it's just a reminder, just like, go for it. And, you know, like, yeah, if it's the right thing to do, like, like things are people, instances are going to come out of the woodwork and help you. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I want to hear you talk about every single charm that you make. (laughs) Oh, I know. Well, I'll be doing that when I'm there. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. So back to our regular scheduled content. But what was the best door you ever opened in your career? Like proverbial door. Um, Oh, gosh. So many. I would 
say, um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to answer that. I mean, I would say like signing on with my sister as my business partner, she's provided a lot of structure and, uh, uh, structure to the company. And I feel like I'm the like kind of creative, like, you know, la la land person. And she's the one that's like getting stuff done. I'm sure Kaylee's noticed that. Um, but it's allowed me to like tap in more to my creativity and, um, uh, just grow the brand in ways that really like suit my strengths. Um, we've talked a lot about retail. I, I really can't emphasize that enough. Like the store in Charleston has, so we opened our first store in Charleston and, um, it's honestly only been like a little bit over a year since we've been open full time. And that has just been a wonderful way to connect with our customers and for people to see a physical manifestation of the brand, you know, what music we play, what candles we burn, what our carpets look like, like, you know, all those signals, um, what books we have on our shelves. Like it's been a really fun challenge to, to, uh, to see how the brand manifests itself in, in 3d and not just online. Um, I forgot what your question was. I'm so Just sorry. The best, oh, the door. The best door you ever opened. But I think, yeah, these are two. all amazing answers. Yeah. And I think just leaning into the charms, like just, um, yeah. I, I'm so grateful that I've had this opportunity to design new charms and roll out our charm bar in different cities. Like having that customization element, uh, that has been a huge, uh, uh, boost for our business. And I think if I could give like one piece of advice to maybe a brand that's in like the fashion space or accessory space, like if you're able to offer somebody something custom or personalization element, it's going to be huge for your business. One stores are going to want to invite you to pop up in their store because you, you can offer an interactive element to their customer. You're not just sitting there twiddling your thumb saying, buy something from me. Even if it's as simple as like, I don't know, ironing on a patch or chain stitching initials, like just people want to feel special and people want something that's just theirs. And then also just from a retail perspective, having an interactive element really breaks the ice and gets people engaged with your product. Um, So that's huge. You've given us now, we have some younger in their career founders listening in on the podcast. And so we wanted to know what your best advice would be for a young business founder. And you've given us some great advice already, following your gut, make it interactive. But if there's, if there's anything else you could add, that was, you know, something you've encountered along your journey um, that you would tell someone we'd love to, we'd love for you to tell us that as well. Um, I mean, so Gosh, you know, I actually wrote this down. Can I go get my piece of paper? Because yeah. I thought about yes. this. Yes. Hold on. I, I did prepare and I just want to. We appreciate that. Yes. And of course I can't find the piece of paper. So where did it go? Oh my gosh. Look at me. <laughs> my advice is to always be prepared. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, she's got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I love that. Oh yeah. No, this is, I'm so glad. Truly, like writing stuff down, right? <laughs> like you think that you're you think that you're prepared, you <laughs> but like like oh, I got this. No, you don't. Write it down. Like practice. Write it down. I think that like I all the times I think I'm going to remember something, like I never do. Like if you get a ping or like 
a universal download, like from the higher powers or God or whatever. Not like write it down. I have no, I have a note in my phone that's like pings because I'm like, Oh, that's a brilliant idea. And I'm like, poof, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So if I don't write it down, um, so the, I think the number one thing early is like perfecting your product. So like you can spend all you want on like beautiful photography, branding, marketing, influencers, like store, whatever. But like at the end of the day, if you don't have a solid product that holds up, that's great quality, that um, is unique, beautiful, like you have nothing. That is like just truly, mm-hmm. I know that seems really obvious, but I think in our world, there's so much emphasis on like, you know, like hot girls on Instagram or like the really cool interior of your store or like, yes, but like, like I'm not going to, like I have like eight pairs of Lululemon leggings because like they're the best, you know, like I, I think that like, I, I, I think about quality a lot and like constantly trying to improve our designs and their, their quality standards. So that's number one. Number two, um, I think honing in on what your best sellers are and like what your core products are and your core messaging and do not be afraid to repeat it and sound like a broken record because no one is paying attention. Like you, people are scrolling. Like if you actually deep dive on our Instagram, like I'm just using a lot of the same copy like over and over again, because like we're just trying to hammer it home, like what we do Mm -hmm. and what we're known for. And I think that like, I think about brands like Hill House Home, like that's the, the immediate association is the nap dress. And of course they do other things, but to have something that, that people are like, Oh, heart, you know, attainable, luxurious, custom charm jewelry. Like that's what I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to, to hone it in and not uh, try to be something to everybody and to really just mean a lot to a few people and to just, um, not be afraid to whittle down your, your product line and yeah. do a few things super, super well. Um, and then I think also having great branding is, is uh, really important. So we've actually just, uh, we're working on a brand refresh that's going to be like rolling out soon. Um, you know, just honing in on our colors and making our uh, packaging more sophisticated. Like I, I'm really proud that we've, you know, we've been like proudly like kind of scrappy and I think it's gotten to us to a certain point, but I think, you know, having high quality photography and uh, branding does go a long way. And I think that you can do it. Um, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but I do think it's really important to um, have that consistency. That's, those are those so are great. good. <laughs> let's, let's broadcast that. I was like writing stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> So if you've listened, I know you've listened a little bit before. We always save like a fun question for the end and Ryan kicks us off. I know. Yeah. So So this is like, this this is the moment we all wait for. Um, So Ryan, I'm going to pass it off to you. Um, So the question is, well, there's always more than one question in my head, but, um, but I have the question that I'm going to ask you today is if, if you were going to, what is your um, special and I'm, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It's talisman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talisman. Mm-hmm. Um, what maybe is your talisman that might be a good luck or something that maybe even you would wear that maybe somebody else wouldn't really get, but you would want to wear that would give like maybe like a lucky object, yeah, like a lucky object, like that would, you know, that maybe gives you special powers, you know, um, that you might not sell, but you would want to have, you know what I mean? 
So the uh, question like is, one of my charms? Yeah, like or like, um, yeah, like a charm that maybe somebody else wouldn't really get, but you would want to have. You would want to be wearing it. That might not sell to other people because they wouldn't understand it. Do you know what I mean? I think. Oh gosh. Yeah, like what's your lucky object? Yeah. It doesn't have to be something you make. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. What he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me think. I'm like looking around the room. Um, I think I have one that I can. Yeah. Oh, I have think. one. Oh, you have one. Go. Oh, go for it. Go, go. Oh, okay. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I've collected rocks that are in the shape of hearts. Oh, um, nice. heart-shaped rocks. And I try to get them. And, you know, if we go somewhere in the Caribbean or something, I'll look for like a little piece of coral. Um, so I have like a whole little dish of them next to my bed and downstairs, like near our fireplace. And I just love having those. Yeah. Just little charms from around the world that remind me of my travels. Um, and just kind of center me. I, I, I think that. I would love to collect more and like put them in all of our stores and people are like, what's this? So have you, have you made a necklace out of one of these, um, <laughs> these, uh, that you've, that you've got? <laughs> no, I have not. They're just sitting in a bowl. They're just kind of sitting in a bowl. Um, they're just to kind of play with. Yeah. So very cool. But that's a good idea. Yeah. That's actually super Ryan's similar giving to idea. mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mine's sea glass. Oh, really? You know how like you go yep. on the beach and you can find the like yes. tumbled mm -hmm. glass. My mom does this too. Yes. When I was a little girl, I like had a piece. I've always collected it since I remember like being born and um, my mom taught me to do it. But I always had this little green piece that I carried with me everywhere, like to school in my pocket. Like every single day was taking it in and out of my little uniform um, and so it, I, I, have, I have jars. Like if you look in the console of my car, it's just filled with sea glass. It's kind of, it's like become you my thing. Make, I get like that. a little shadow box and like put yeah. it on display. I think that people don't display the things that they love mm -hmm. as much as they should. And I, I think that. like, I if it brings you joy, like why not put like, put some of them in like a pretty little silver dish on your vanity or something or, um, yeah. you know, bring that to the forefront. It's such a, it's like a, it's such a funny thing too. Cause like when I was, I've been in Scott, I went to school in Scotland and they have amazing sea glass, but nobody picks it up. Cause like they think it's like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like walking the beaches after school every day, like hitting hards of this beautiful glass. And they're like, Oh my God, she's, she's picking up all the she's garbage. That's the so nice. And I said, <laughs> the girl from America is like earth conscious. And I'm like, I'm shipping this to my mom. <laughs> That's so good. That's so awesome. it's, it's crazy, but okay. What's everybody else? That's says? a great question. Uh, I have mine's actually some jewelry. I have my great aunts gifted me, my sister and my cousin gold bangles from Lebanon when we were very little and I cannot take them off anymore, which I'm so glad Aww. about, but they're very, very special to me. And so I, I've worn them as long as I can remember, as long as they have fit me. I was obviously not like an infant, but I was pretty young and, um, I'm, they always are on and they're all bent and crinkled, but, um, you know, 30 years later, but I love them and yeah, they're super important family remind you of you know closeness and all that good stuff so, that's the power of jewelry you know yeah like that, totally that big why, that's what we're trying to tap into um yeah, absolutely and i'm you know our jewelry really is made to last so you know with proper care like it's something that you could give to your daughter for sure or son or whomever 
Um, and one side note I'll, I will say is if you have like a vintage charm, like a locket from your grandmother or anything, just something that you find, like you can bring it into our store and we'll add it to one of our necklaces for you. So we've done that quite a bit wow. where it's just kind of collecting dust in someone's jewelry box and then we'll bring it new life by, you know, putting juxtaposed juxtaposing it with a little modern charm like a mushroom or like a star or smiley face it's, it's a great way to like yeah like bringing life to some um older pieces i love that ryan you got one yeah i got one well i want to tell a quick story before okay. um so when i was a, when i was a kid um i used to collect um i used to play soccer all the time like maybe four or five days a week and i would always um, have, you know, my soccer bag that had like two big pockets on the side. Imagine like a duffel bag with two big pockets on the side and then the big pocket in the middle. I used to collect McDonald's, um, happy meal toys and they would just be, it's stuffed inside of my bags oh my and, I, and, and, and on these long car rides or on the bus, I would look at these things and they would just kind of bring me back to a time when I remembered I got them. They didn't have like really, really much, mm-hmm. you know, but I could just, it just gave me something to do while I was on the, um, on the bus or riding, riding to the game with my dad. Um, so they were important to me back then. And I totally forgot about them until I talked to somebody recently. He said, you still got all those McDonald's toys in your bag? And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, and I totally had forgotten about known it. Known for it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a kid I played soccer with that. I had totally forgotten I had done that. Um, but they, they meant something to me, but so maybe something new recently that I would, you know, put into like a charm or something is, uh, I brought my daughter to go see my old neighborhood I grew up in recently. And we walked through the woods where I used to hang out as a kid for years and, she, you know, she doesn't have woods like where we live right now. So she is. But when I was a kid, that was like a huge thing for me. And as we're walking through the woods, she thought it was creepy out in the woods. She's like, this is weird. There's like nobody out there. But it was so calming and relaxing. And it brought me back to a time when I didn't have any responsibilities. And as we're leaving, she 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 ran back and she picked up a rock and she brought it to me. And she goes, we can keep we can keep this for your memories. And she yeah. doesn't say how old she is. Oh, she's seven years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, I mean, but, but a rock or something from the woods that I grew up in, she, yeah. she even got it. I was like, all right, you get it, how, how I feel about it. Aww. So so now we have that rock at the house now. And now, it, you know, it made me happy. So, That's so turning, turning a stone or something from those woods into something would be a big deal to me. That's sweet. Or just leaving it on your deck, yeah, you know? Like, sure. it's just having, like, I think that sentimentality is underrated. And I think that, you know, like, just wearing the thing with charms at least like just wearing the things that are important to you your values your memories like that is um that is that's kind of like the core of like what we're trying to do is to just make people um uh, how do it not make people but enable people to like ask what they value what they want to cherish whether they want to call in um or mantras they want to carry with them and like physically wear it every day um so we have to figure out a way to get that rock or just put it on your desk. Yeah. 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 That's, this is such a great question. I'm realizing it all works so well together. Um, Yeah. Uh, the first thing I thought of was it's, well, it's funny. It's a custom deck of cards that my grandparents had their initials on the back of them. Has it, the cards still exist. Um, and I would want that. I would want to wear that because they would like, I can't remember a single time of my life going over to my grandparents, uh, house when they weren't playing Scala Quaranta. It's like an Italian card game. And oh, that's that's wow. it. And it's, cool. I would get cards like cool. a bunch of them. That yeah. is cool. My that's grandparents cute. were like that too. Yeah. Whenever I went there, they had like little bowls of like snacks and they'd be playing cards like all night long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heart, and thanks for bearing through the traffic for us to hang out. um, (laughs) Thank you. We've had the best time. I can't wait to meet you in person soon. I can't wait. This has been so much fun. Uh, Thank you for having me and letting me ramble on. (laughs) No, it's amazing. Um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and we are so excited to of our store. Uh, Yay. Yes. Ready to shop. After this, I have, I have interviews, three interviews back to back with more people. So no, like for, for job interviews. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The I love, we love that energy. Please like pray Fingers to the retail crossed. gods. For, we will. Crossed. We will. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Nice to meet have you. Have a good Bye. 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 It was so nice to meet all of you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening in. For more retail tips, tricks, and conversations, follow us on Instagram at The Retail Darwin. Let us know what you'd like to hear and never miss an episode by subscribing on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.